So yeah, this movie, man. This fucking movie. So did you guys understand this movie at all? Nope. Yes. Okay. Did? I'll ask you about it when we talk about the podcast then. Okay. <laughs> Jamie, could you handle the jazz? Uh, barely. I made it. You know, that was the most disgusting part of this movie. <laughs> yeah. There was jazz? Yeah, there was jazz. I must watch it with the sound off. Smart. Because why? Why would you need it on? To hear all the gross noises. The squelching. Yeah. Oh, it squelches a lot there. Matt, could you put like some slide whistles or something in this episode just to set the tone? To set the inappropriate tone? The comedic, you know, like with the jaunty to conversational like, comedic to, like, tone we had. Punch it up? Yeah, punch it up a little bit. Okay. Some sound effects. Okay, alright. Hold on, let me get some 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 tones. All right, do a slide whistle. Noise. <laughs> three, two, no, three. Nope. Two. Not gonna do it again. No. All right, so I'm gonna punch those in occasionally, and it's gonna be like two. Whoop. All right. We need a down whistle. All right. There Damn it! <laughs> the down whistle is gonna be all right. Or. <laughs> Also, if I get to edit this episode tonight, then that'll give me more immersion into this movie. No, you're already too far gone. I was going to say, maybe that's not a good thing. We need to talk to you about this movie and the problem that you have with it. It's so weird, though. Did anybody... I'm kind of guessing not. Maybe Kevin. But did anybody, like... It seemed exhausting, and you didn't want to watch it for a long time, and then after a while, you it just became right somehow, and you wanted to keep watching it forever? I Have watched... Ever... Go ahead. I watched the first 45 minutes, and I was like, this is going to suck to talk about. And then I watched the next 45 minutes and fell asleep. <laughs> and then I watched the last hour and a half, and... I don't know if maybe it was watching it all in a row, but it did have a, a weird effect. Yeah. I'm like I said, I I mean I'm thinking as I'm watching the first half like, oh my god, this I'll never watch this again because I'd like to watch things twice for the show. And yeah, and then by the time I get to the end of it I'm like, I might watch this again. Actually, this is the first what? movie I've watched multiple times that we did in like a while. Hmm. Have you ever like slogged through really deep mud? <laughs> yes. Like, it was kind of like that, you know? You don't like it at first, but then you get used to it, and then it's kind of comforting and challenging, and you're yeah, like, like, I could do this for hours. Like, your brain adjusts, and now this is just the normal way that things yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, it's Stockholm Syndrome kicked in. <laughs> That's why I'm really glad you Maybe. picked this movie, because I don't know if I would have watched the whole thing otherwise. I wouldn't have. By the way, watching it again, that was not even for the podcast. That was just... <laughs> I just felt compelled somehow. Might go watch and you're, you're a better person for it, right? I don't know. You tell me, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you're a better person for it. Okay. Much nicer than what you usually call him. <laughs> I hope there's a sequel. <laughs> harder, harder to, to be, be a god <laughs> what about a sequel this, this time it's in an airport <laughs> it's, it starts off in an airport and then they get on a spaceship and they go to ark wherever ark wherever 
I don't know what that place is called. Arkanar. Arkanar. Yeah, they go to Arkanar, and that's where shit gets real. You act like Arkanar is some gibberish word. It's going to be a bad episode, guys. I mean, good episode. Welcome to... Hey, let's talk about that movie. Or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Alright. This week's movie is Get Hard 2, Be a God, starring Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart. (laughs) You so watched the wrong movie. I wish I watched that movie. You didn't like this movie? No, not at all. Logan, save it for when we get to that part. (laughs) I will. I will save it all up. This film is a 2013 Russian film directed by Alexei German, who died before it could be completed, but it was uh, finished up by his wife and son. And he spent like a million years working on it. And about 15 years actually working on it. So somebody put a lot of time into this? Yep. Yes. So much time. A lot of time and effort. So much love. He he wanted uh, to do it since the '60s, but um, yeah, wasn't able to for various reasons. And he finally started around the turn of the century, and then he died before he could finish it. I tried to find like if there was any information on like if he passed down directives to his son, who was the one who um finished editing him and his mother. Well, not well, it was yes. And yes, there were. What I read is that the movie was actually pretty much finished, but they still needed to do some some things like dubbing. And uh, his son said that he didn't touch a single frame of the movie. So, Well, it would be pretty hard to edit uh, 10 minute takes. <laughs> I mean, you just kind of put them out there and let, it, let them stand for themselves. Yeah. I, th- I, think s- I think sometimes there's cuts like when something is in front of the camera. Yeah. You think so? There were a couple, mm. I know. Is yeah. that what the chicken feet were there for? Yeah, what <laughs> no, the fuck? No, that didn't <laughs> cover the camera up completely. All right, well, I really want to talk about this movie. So, Logan, what did you think of this movie? Did you, did you like it? No, I did not like it. You want to go with me last, because I've got quite a list of things I want to say about this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and then that will lead into our discussion. Uh, Kevin... Would you recommend this film? Uh, that That's the wrong question, because no, I would not recommend this film to anybody, just because it is so strange and so long. Um, but I actually did like it. It took me about half the movie to get into it, and by then I was like, I was so acclimated to it that I thought about starting it over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one was more surprised than me. Jamie, would you recommend this film to everyone that you meet? No, no, that's about it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. I took a lot of breaks from it. I stopped in the middle and cleaned my entire house because I felt so gross. Because <laughs> you're trying to avoid watching. Yeah, it. yeah. So no, but it was interesting. I think. Yeah, we're probably not going to be very good at talking about this movie, but here we go. 
<laughs> Wait, Matt, did you like this film? What? Did you like the film? Would you recommend it? Uh, I like this film a lot, and no, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I don't want to make anybody mad at me. Okay. I would recommend this movie to myself, for <laughs> sure. But... I was just about to say, it's a specific brand of weirdo that really likes this film. <laughs> I watched this movie uh, twice in two days. God bless you. <laughs> like, halfway through the first time, I was thinking, like, I think I'm I'm liking this, but I will like never watch this again in my entire life. And then after it was over for a little while, I'm like, I think I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I did. <sighs> Logan. Hey. Would you recommend this film to old people? I wouldn't <laughs> recommend this film to anyone really. There's this movie does some a few interesting things. Like, some of the shots are really beautiful, but it is kind of, like, graphic. There's... It does a lot of interesting things. Yeah. I... The whole the whole thing is interesting, whether you hate it or not. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> there was a lot of things that really took me out of the movie. Like, <laughs> like... people looking at the camera all the time. Yes, constantly yeah, and addressing the camera. Yeah, it bothered the hell out of me. Conversations that make no fucking sense. Just cryptic shit. Just people saying that I don't know what the fuck it means. There's no real plot here. Like, if you're looking to be entertained, this is not the film for you. As a piece of art, it's interesting. And I might say, hey, you might want to check this out sometime. But as a film, like, if you're looking to be entertained, fuck no. Never <laughs> check this movie out. Um, There actually is a plot, which we'll get into what that is. But... <laughs> Like, yeah, just the narrative style is, like, that there's not a narrative. Yeah, yeah. like, mm -hmm. narrative style being non-existent. Yeah, it's that's... Like, <laughs> it's like the the last priority is, like, conveying information to the viewer <laughs> of, like, yeah. what is actually going on in like, the world. Their conversations don't make sense, like, if I was in a conversation. Like, I if you were having that conversation, it would make sense to you because you already know the circumstances. No, but... I wouldn't. Like, I would be like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, well, be... There actually were some conversations that made absolutely no sense to me at first, but then um, rewatching it, knowing what was going on, it did make sense. It's just, it is not something that is easy for somebody to hear and make sense of. Oh, I just figured it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're gods, because it was hard for us to watch it. I, I thought of that, but I don't think that's it. No, um, I agree with Matt and Logan, mm. because it just reading the subtitles, sometimes it wouldn't connect. But then, you know, it would dawn on me like a few seconds later what they meant. And it would make more sense even when, you know, on the when I first viewed it, it was like, Ugh? like, what? Huh? What's going on? And there's a bunch of people talking over each other. And and the way it's shot, sometimes it's not super clear who is talking because you're oh, reading subtitles yeah and there's tons of people in every shot and there's also random shit dangling in front of the camera yeah I, like, a, lot of time, a lot of times it seems like people were talking off screen too so like yeah. i don't know who the fuck they're talking to like i don't know what this conversation means i don't know who they're talking to i don't know what the fuck is going on and then it, uh then someone will get shoved and killed by feces <laughs> And then um, Don Ramada sometimes will just look off camera and tell somebody to get out or take his boots off. 
Yeah, didn't he like take my boots off? I think there was one time he asked him a question, and they told him to get out like immediately afterward. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, hey, what is this? Get out! I'm like, what? And I was like, "There's less than like two seconds between that. What the hell just happened?" <laughs> All right, so he's a god. <laughs> to summarize our recommendation in Ennis, nobody thinks that you should watch this movie. No one is recommending it to you. You just have to take that upon yourself if you feel like you need to seek this out, which it actually just went up on Netflix streaming right after Kevin picked it and bought it. <laughs> Yahoo. No, Netflix. <laughs> but um, this movie is disgusting and obtuse, but I feel like for what it is, I feel like I don't think it would be as good for what it's trying to do if it were more clear and less disgusting. <laughs> I'm not sure you can really like say, oh, this is a good movie or a bad movie either. It's like... I can. It kind of exists, <laughs> and that's about it. I think it's kind of amazing. It's, it's a totally... It is... It's a cool piece of art. It's a shitty movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just it seems like it is definitely it's more about an experience than it is a narrative. And oh man, this is an experience. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's a neat piece of art, but as a movie as a film as entertainment, this is shitty. <laughs> this is really bad for that. Well, if you're if you're trying don't to have to be entertaining, they don't. They can be art, right? Yeah, I guess that's... it depends on what you mean by entertaining. Like, if you find that entertaining, then that's entertainment. I Yeah, I can't see really someone finding this entertaining, at least through the first go-around. Like, very rarely. It's so obtuse, it doesn't make any damn sense to me. Also, entertainment can be tedious. Uh, <laughs> and, and hard to do. <laughs> Uh, let's, before we start the show, let's get our recommendations of if you should listen to this episode or not. Jamie, do you think that people should listen to this episode? You know, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone, but if you have an open mind and you've listened to some experimental podcasts before, you know, go for it. <laughs> go for it. And you like slide whistles. Yeah, Kevin, if, you, would, if you love slide whistles. Would you recommend listening to this episode? Can I answer via slide whistle? Yes. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Um, oh, please do. I got so excited that you were going to do that. <laughs> well, it's like, do it. I don't do know it. whether to go up or down. I don't know which one <laughs> more accurately describe the experience of listening to this. Just feel it out. <laughs> oh, that means I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Um, if you like hearing Matt tell you about a movie that you're never going to watch... Check it out. <laughs> Logan, would you recommend people listen to this episode? <laughs> that was his recommendation via slide whistle. Logan abstained. Deafening silence. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear the slide whistle? Yes. Yes. All right. I was trying to, that's why I was silent. I was trying to get that set up. <laughs> I think that was a yes. Of course it was a yes. And I think that I can't recommend it to people, but, uh. Well, I can't recommend your face. Okay. I'm sorry. Please listen to it. You got to listen to this episode, everybody. It's great. 
It's so good. I talk a lot about what happened in the movie that you can't get from watching the movie. Um, the only problem I had with it is it should have been way, way longer. This episode was way too short. Hey, you know what? It was better than crawling through shit. Okay. And wipe it on your face. Yeah. I don't know. Those guys seem to really enjoy doing that. They seem pretty happy about it. I might try it. <laughs> oh. Let us know. No. <laughs> like, they were really into it, especially at the beginning. Yeah. it's That's one of those things. It was so jarring going into, like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> but then, I don't know, after a while, it just it's like, yeah, that's what happens. It's like, of course. Do you I think guess... people get confused when they're trying to recommend this movie to their friends and their friends are like, but you said it was shitty and I should watch it? Yeah, it's a <laughs> shitty movie, but it's good. It's just shitty. It'll change the way you think about shit. <laughs> oh, God. I need to go clean my house more. It's still tainted. There are some good taints in this movie, though. Yeah, I saw some taints. Taint, that's the truth. Very There's good. still like a random vagina at one point. Just pulls over the covers and like, oh, that's a vagina over there. It's I think it was, in a, shadow. it was a very specific vagina. Mm. <laughs> I read that the director spent several months choosing a vagina. Because sometimes a vagina, you see it in color and you think, that's the vagina, but it doesn't translate to black and white very well. Yeah. Also, it looks like she had like a bruised butt. I couldn't tell it's black and white. So but are yeah, we talking I, about this now? I really like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty great. Um, but yes, let's talk about it. And three, two, you didn't say one. One. Go. Sorry, yeah. I was scratching something. Yeah. And I was blowing snot out of my face and mm -hmm. sniffing things and wiping stuff. Oh, so much sniffing. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you guys think enough things got sniffed in this movie? Because I really feel like they could have sniffed things more. Yeah, this is a really disgusting movie. <laughs> like, everybody the whole time is, like, coughing and puking and snotting and dying shitting. and shitting. Yes. Yeah, everyone and has wiping the flu. shit on each other. Yeah, wiping shit on their own faces or other people's faces. That's Everybody's like, touching each other. Well, that doesn't happen all the time, that but happens, it does happen. That <laughs> happened, like, pretty much the first, like, 20 minutes of the film. Oh, yeah, that's immediate. <laughs> There's just this, uh, just this aerial shot, and there's a voiceover that says that this is not Earth. This is a planet that was discovered uh, near Earth, and so 30 scientists were sent to live there. And then it goes to people getting shit on their faces. <laughs> I'm no, wondering no. if maybe everything smells so bad that that's like your only... Why they're uh, constantly sniffing things? Yeah, because that's yeah. the only way to take it in. It's like their nostrils are burnt out. Yeah, I thought about that too. And uh, sometimes they will smell something and say, "Say it smells like shit." <laughs> that <laughs> opening shot, did. by the way, was gorgeous. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. It was beautiful. That's like one of the only redeeming qualities of this film for me. Like was just the the camera work at points, but most of the time. And then it cuts. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So say, most of the time, it's just a bunch of random shit in my way. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like people looking at the camera, I'm like, what the fuck? And then, like, they'll like throw sausages in front of the camera. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. There's also a moment where uh, somebody hands Dharmada a towel and he like sniffs it and he says, This smells like shit. 
and throws it to the side and they give him another one and he smells it and he says this one too and then wipes his face with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah, mean, they, it, those guys have been wiping their face with shit. Well, Maybe it had to smell like shit and he was looking for <clears> one that smelled really, really bad. What did you guys think about this movie not having any external soundtrack? It was all diegetic sound within the movie. There was no, like, uh, score to it. I am Googling diegetic. Diegetic sound, sound that's explained during the scene. Like, if you're in a car chase and there's music blaring and then somebody reaches over and turns off the car stereo and the music stops, that's diegetic sound. Thank you, Google. I do get yeah. sick of the <laughs> Mickey Mousing that occurs in most films. What's that? That's when you manipulate people's emotions, not through your scene, but through playing music that makes you feel that way. Oh. Is that an industry term, or did you just make that up? I read that somewhere a long time okay. ago. I don't remember where. Hmm. Do you feel like this movie would have been better with a score? Or Oh. No. Yeah, I didn't either. I don't think it would work. Yeah, I agree. It's, again, the more things that are normally perhaps better or more comforting that I feel like it would have made the movie worse. Yeah. Uh, Don Ramata is the the main dude in this story. He is Anton. Uh, is his real name. Uh, but, you know, he assumed the identity of, like, a dead nobleman who is mm -hmm. supposedly the son of a god. Like, that's his, uh, that's his uh, sort of personal uh, mythos surrounding that guy and some people believe it and some people don't we should just call him don ramada in mm. let's let's we should call his castle that oh okay so he wakes up in don ramada in and starts <laughs> playing that jazz clarinet mm. yeah smooth jazz that's why everyone thinks he's a god because he created jazz <laughs> people are like plugging their ears <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> kind of like scraps of cloth on their ears. You're so tired of his jazz. So, so, Logan, if somebody asked you what was the plot of this movie, what would you say? This is open to anybody who doesn't know what the plot is. <laughs> I would say a bunch of scientists go to a different planet and then nothing fucking really happens. <laughs> that sounds like you knew the plot. <laughs> uh, Kevin? I, I would have no idea. Well, what would you Not say if I asked you? I would say I have no idea. What would you do if I held a gun to your head and I said, Tell me the plot, it's hard to be a god! You I would tell say me this guy's walking around and um, smelling stuff and killing people, but he, he doesn't kill people. Yeah, he don't does. You? Yeah, he does. He, does? he kills does a lot he? of people. He sure does. <laughs> does he? Yeah, like pretty much consistently. Either like I miss this part. I I he murdered like some people randomly throughout the film, and then he like killed a bunch of people at the end, didn't he? Yes, he um he's well, he supposedly hasn't killed anybody. That's like another part of the thing is because uh the the observers, the scientists, are forbidden from interfering too much, so they're not allowed to kill anyone. But he's been in hundred like a hundred and eighty something duels, I think they said, and he's never killed anybody. He just would cut off people's ears whenever mm -hmm. he won the duel. He would <laughs> cut their ears off and let them live. But yeah, it's uh, like you see him kill some people at the end, and then it's presumed that he killed a lot of people after that. Yeah, Jamie, if Sir. I asked you politely what the plot of this movie was, <laughs> what would you say? 
I can't pretend that I don't know what the plot of the book was. So if I hadn't looked it up, I would have said there wasn't one. <laughs> I kept waiting for a, a mission or a goal and I never really got one. Everything is so glossed over, all the stuff from the book. It's as though if this book was an Earth book and a similar planet 700 years in the future made it into a movie, this is what it would look like. <laughs> After they killed all their intelligent people. Okay. I do have a question. Did you, um, you read about the plot of the book. Um, did you read about that before or after you watched the movie? After. I needed answers. <laughs> well, I watched the movie, and I mean, I got, I did get some stuff of what's going on, but it's yeah. not terribly clear. Yeah. There's, <laughs> I mean, you know that it's an alternate planet, and they're from Earth, and they're supposed to be there to do something, but rem Anton at no time acts like he's familiar with uh, present-day Earth. Like, he doesn't... Well, he's been living in shit world for 20 years. Yeah, he's really acclimated to shit world. He's <laughs> like, Didn't he they say something like he had been there for 100 years or he was 100 years old? That was because, like, based on the identity that he assumed yeah. of the guy oh, that okay. it was a real guy who died. Yeah, the real guy died at 85 and then he assumed his identity. 1985? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you're 105 years old, some random guy. Was no, he, that wasn't a random was guy. Allied, was, was it <laughs> that was a very important guy. Yeah, he was allied with the blacks or something? I'm not sure. Yeah, alright, you got that. You got something, Logan. That's true. <laughs> but that also, Reba? the greys were his men. The greys were his men or Ramada's men? Don Reba. Reba. Oh, that guy was Don Reba? Yes. I didn't know he was Don Reba. I just... Because I never <laughs> knew who the fuck was talking. <laughs> well, I I didn't know that the king was the king. The, who was the, the king? Who was the king? The Baron was the Baron the king? No, no, no. That guy was awesome, though. I love. I love the Baron. <laughs> who was the king? I, oh, the king was the guy at the end, right? Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> who was the king? I, okay. I also was half paying attention to this film because it bored the shit out of me. <laughs> the king was when you first meet Don Reba. There's two fatsos. One of them is Don Reba, the other one is the king. The one with the mole is the king. See the one that like with one eye and shit? No. I don't even remember <laughs> that guy then. There's like two guys uh sitting together and they uh they have it's right before they uh Don Reba supplies the fake doctor. Yeah, All I don't right. even know, man. I don't know where Don Ramada in is talking to. I'm gonna I'm gonna rush through this thing of the story of the thing. Which I watched the movie and like I said, I got I got some stuff, but you know, the movie doesn't care if you get what's going on or not. Yeah. Then I read about what happened. Then I watched the movie again, and there are there are a lot of things that made absolutely no sense to me the first time that do make sense once you know what's going on. It's just the movie doesn't make really any attempt to explain what that is to you. All right, so in Arcanar, um Don Reba is like the the head minister of something or other. He's like a uh, uh head minister of rubbing shit on your face <laughs> of security, I believe. Minister of rubbing shit on your face sounds like a very important position in this world. There's probably a lot of people that hold that position though. 
it's probably just a shared duty. I get it. Uh, <laughs> um, because they share their duty on each other's faces. Oh, he got it too. <laughs> I was the first one to get it, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, he has apparently sort of been his dudes are like the Greys, and they have been systematically killing the uh, the smarty pants peoples. Anybody who is. Is that what they meant by wise guys? Yeah, wise guys and um, brain boxes. There's a couple people call somebody a brain box. Um, yeah, they've been killing smart people who are not like 100% on board with whatever the the state is doing. The greys are doing that. It's causing a bunch of problems. And uh, Don Ramada, uh, he doesn't like what's going on, but he's sort of not allowed to interfere too much with the natural progression of the the planet. So he just kind of like doesn't like it and goes along with whatever. And he's just been secretly uh, like sort of spiriting away uh, scientists and stuff and getting them into neighboring areas to safety. And then there's uh, there's that scene where they show the scientists all getting together outside of Arkanar. How'd you guys like that? I don't remember that at all. It, it played like every other scene to me. <laughs> it was... Um, I gathered from the subtitles what was happening, but it didn't really... I didn't get any uh, importance off of it. Or, you know... Which, it's kind of funny that they don't explain anything to you throughout the movie, except every once in a while, there's a narrator that comes in and just gives you some information. <laughs> that was when they went, and they were like, uh, he like busted up, there was a guy who synthesized alcohol. Ah. You remember that? Which I was kind of confused by that, because it's like, he didn't want this guy making alcohol, but like, everybody's drinking through the whole movie. Yeah. They said he was the first one to have synthesized alcohol, but everyone was drinking wine, and I don't get how that's different. I guess maybe it's because, like, he distilled... Like, pure like, gray yeah, alcohol? like, he synthesized alcohol, whereas other people, you know, got it through just ferment, fermenting stuff, making... Yeah. The natural way. <laughs> Which I assume that that guy was one of the uh, dudes that he helped escape. But yeah, that's when that's all of those guys are getting together. Those are all uh, Earthlings. And it right when the narration comes up and says that um, like that they had been getting together less and less because they drink too much and fight with each other. I did. I do remember trying to like um, pick out individual faces like it, in case it was important later that these people were from Earth. It was never important. Well, yeah, other than that, you don't see anybody else from Earth until the end, which was the uh, the guy. I forget his Don name, but his Earthling name was Pashka. The guy that said he adopted a kid it was a real right. fucking asshole. <laughs> um, shit, what happened after that? No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> I don't even know when that happened. Well, that I think... I mean, I don't want to call it a failing, but the fact that all the scenes play kind of the same made them indistinguishable. Right, and there are scenes that kind of 
there's not really anything happening and it plays the same as scenes where important things are going down so by that point you've been lulled into this like not making sense of anything so there's just another scene that doesn't make sense to you see he ends up um right after that he goes to the king's place which did not register at all in my mind as a king's palace because it and everyone in it look just as shitty and awful <laughs> as all the other people. Uh, but that little boy was the prince. Oh, that shitty know? little kid that was dumb as hell? The one in the white gown? I don't remember him. He was just sitting there. He wasn't one of the... There were a couple of different kids who were being assholes the whole time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he was just sitting there and, like, holding his ears at one point or something. Yeah, you meet the king and Don Reba, which his original name, I think I read, was Rebia. Not Don, which... Don Reba McIntyre? Not her? Not him? No, no, no. Oh, wait, no, that was her. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> but his original name, uh, I think the name in the book was Don Reba, but it was at first going to be Don Rebia which was an anagram of, I think it was Beria, who was like uh, 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 the head of uh, the Russian spies service at that point in time. Mm. The book was written. KGB? I'm guessing they took one letter out so it would nobody would know that that's what they were saying. <laughs> uh, Romato was looking for a doctor that disappeared. He asked about him. He's like, oh, he's not here. And he was he went missing and Rebo was like, no, I've got him right here and brought out a guy. That guy was an imposter. And the plan was uh, Reba abducted this doctor and then had somebody else fill in for him. And the imposter was going to poison the king. This was all part of Reba's scheme. The king would be dead. They would kill the prince and then Reba would like kind of assume control and then call in the blacks which are the the holy order which he has sort of been working for the whole time and he calls them in and they just fucking like wipe out the grays who he has been using to sort of take out all the, the all the smarties in the kingdom for a long time so the blacks fight the grays and then take over, and then Reba's in charge. All right. And that's that scene in particular with the king and Reba and the fake doctor, that scene in particular makes no sense when you're watching it, but once you know that that's what it is, it all makes a lot of sense. You know, it's really interesting. I went into that part of the movie having looked up a little bit about the movie, and I huh? knew there was going to be an imposter doctor, and I still have no idea when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking clue. I was, was going to say, Matt, if you got all that just from watching it, I am truly impressed. Yeah. No, I didn't. I mean, oh, okay. I, I got the <laughs> imposter doctor thing, but I didn't get everything that was going on in that scene. Like I said, I didn't even know the one guy was the king because he looks just as awful as everybody else. <laughs> I guess the way you can tell is maybe that he is very fat. Mm. Which I guess is that's how you tell who the king is. Is that the guy with like the white cap on his head? No, that's Reba. Oh, okay. <laughs> I understand this movie a lot. I would actually encourage you guys um, not to rewatch this movie, but maybe, 
maybe watch specifically that scene and see just to see what I'm talking about. Uh, how like it does make sense. Like all the shit that they're saying that makes absolutely no sense when you don't know what's going on makes a lot of sense when you do. Mm-hmm. 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 That scene looks like it starts about like 35 minutes in. So the the doctor that eventually is with Ramada same problem. That's a real doctor. Yes. Okay. Because I kept waiting. I don't remember the introduction of another doctor, so I kept waiting for that guy to be revealed as an imposter. Well, um, Ramada says to begin with, when Reba brings in the fake doctor, like in bringing him in, he's already like, nothing's ever good enough for you, Ramada. Oh, you th- you're probably going to say this guy's an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> like, I deliver him right to you and you'll probably say he's not real or something crazy like that. And yeah, he was like, yeah, this guy is not the doctor. Okay, so it was real quick. And then, I don't know if this was the poison, like the doctor, the fake doctor tries to give a drink to the king. And he's like, why drink? Hmm. And that's when... I did get that. Yeah, and Ramada took that and drank some of it and spit it out and said he should be strangled. Yeah. Okay. But he was always making threats to everyone. So it was really easy to to overlook that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like constantly telling people that work for him that he's going to sell them at the port. Or flog them. Or flog them. Uh, And reminding them how many ears he cuts off. Mm -hmm. He broke some dude's nose randomly after he stole his hat. Yeah. Like, there's just some random guard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He walks up, takes his hat, and he's like, what the fuck, man? Then he breaks his nose. That wasn't random, though. That guard was, like, not letting them in. He was, they were not uh, supposed to be allowed to go into the city. They weren't allowed so to it pass was a, there. It was a ploy. A clever ploy. Yeah, and the, the <laughs> a clever ploy to break his nose. <laughs> yeah, all I remember is him walking up to the guard, stealing his hat, then breaking his nose. His uh, servant was telling him, like, no, this is a very strict officer. Don't Don't mess with him. And he just like fucks his fucking breaks his nose. And then some other guys like start to run up and then he just looks at them and they like walk back off. Oh, I think I hear my mom calling me. It's weird. I'm, I wasn't sure if he got slightly poisoned by that stuff or he was just super bummed by what stuff was going on that he kind of couldn't really felt kind of powerless. Like he couldn't really intervene with what was going down and decided because of that to get really drunk. But after that, he is, like, so drunk. Mm-hmm. And that's when he, like, throws the shit at the <laughs> choir and is, like, oh. falling down in an alley. And then it fades out and fades in on a big donkey dick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was fake. I hope. <laughs> Please, let it be fake. It looked like it was covered in blood. Like, oh, God. Like, donkey beats him to death with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that's just how donkey dicks look. Like they're covered in blood. Here, hold on. Let me look it up. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, it says the cops are being sent to my house. <laughs> oh, good, good. They'll so, explain it to you. They'll explain what it looks like. I assume that's what this means when it says that. Um, He visits that girl. You guys remember the girl with the weird thing on her head? Yeah. And yeah. when he first meets her, he tells her to grab her, to grab her ear, right? Yes, yeah. so that she will tell him what happened because he asked her something and she said if it she'll tell the truth. Yeah, to grab grab her ear because if it hurts, then she won't think and she'll tell him. It says that her brother is in with the greys and made her like 
raise her dress to show that she was a redhead. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I guess she's a redhead. I thought her hair was gray. <laughs> yeah. Just like everyone else in this movie. <laughs> but that's the thing that comes up multiple times is the red hair thing, which apparently yeah. like that bad. They don't like people with red hair in Arkanar. Well, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they even refer to uh, Ramada that way. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, the king, I think, says that he, I wonder if maybe like, it's he's just a real a redhead or something. I don't know. I wonder if it's just a slight. But yeah, did you guys get what was going on with that girl that she wanted to do it with him? Mm-hmm. That's why she grabbed his junk and rubbed her titties on it and then <laughs> had somebody take off her chastity belt. Did you get that part? Yeah, that part came through. But I thought, didn't she like shove him off her? Like, oh, immediately oh, she, after that, she hung up um a a statue thing. That was the statue of Goron, the god that uh, Ramada is supposedly the son of. Mm. Like she hung that up over the bed for them to have sex under it, and she wanted to get impregnated with Goron's grandson, and it fell. While they were having sex, it fell on them. I didn't get that the first time, but watching it the second time, I got it. Mm. Can I come watch this with you? Because I want you to tell me, explain everything that's happening. Like like I said, there's so much more out of this than I did. There was some stuff that I got because I read more about what was going on. And then there was some stuff like that that I just I noticed the second time that I didn't the first time. Did you read specifically about the movie or about the story in general um i read about the the story from the book is okay. the the most enlightening thing that i could find about mm-hmm. what actually happened and i also read some of the book i read bits and pieces of the book i yeah. wasn't able to read the whole thing the book seems like it would be interesting like this movie made me want to read a book it's because this made no damn sense <laughs> like wow this sounds like a really cool concept yeah this movie is something else (laughs) like they made you know an 80s movie a german adaptation of the book that i started watching that and i quit because it just seemed pretty lame (laughs) it was straightforward as far as what's going on and uh pretty straightforwardly lame Hmm. so i didn't finish that either there is a helicopter in it. One of the Dons comes and visits <laughs> him and flies a helicopter. Over. That sounds hilarious <laughs> and awesome. And he's like, ah, oh, there'll just be another dragon myth or something if anybody sees it. That's kind of um, cool. <laughs> well, fuck him. The dragon. <laughs> Whatever. And you, you do see some technology stuff in that movie. And you see, like, a dumb-looking spaceship <laughs> in the early no. Yeah, I was kind of glad in this one they didn't show any spacecraft because I don't think they could have done anything that would have made sense. Yeah, if it weren't for that narration, you would probably not have any idea of anything that was happening in this movie, mm-hmm. including the premise. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he bangs that lady and maybe knocks her up. Yeah, yeah. And what happens after that, guys? Fill me in. <laughs> well... <laughs> Doesn't that lady get murdered or something? No, that's later, Logan. Spoilers. Dude, I don't even know what's going on in this film. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what this is spoilers for. Yeah, like, (laughs) I didn't think there was anything to spoil. Oh, he he goes down to the port and visits the Baron. Yeah. And 
Jesus yep. Christ. I just realized we're probably like 45 minutes into the describing this. Mm-hmm. And 46. The head and the fish. No, I mean, it's like in real time, apparently. <laughs> yeah, 46. <laughs> so we're going to be here for a little while. Oh, no, I think we're good. Anyway, the Baron was cool. He was like the only other real character that I could relate to and pick out. Yeah. It didn't just blend in with every with the background. And there's a long scene where he talks about how Ramada's weapons are insane. And uh, Ramada helps him, teaches him to chop a chair in half. <laughs> yeah. The Baron had a badass sword. I wouldn't want to use Ramada's sword. He's a fucking claymore. <laughs> yeah, when they switch off and he, the Baron hands his sword over to Ramada, he like sinks down <laughs> when he hands <laughs> it over. Yeah, and then the Baron's like fighting Greys in the tavern. I don't remember that. That's what he was doing when he was swinging his sword around. Okay. Oh, I thought he was just swinging his sword around in the background. I didn't know what was going on. I thought that the first time. And then the second time I watched it, the second time I watched it, I'm like, oh, there's a whole bunch of dudes that look like they're wanting to fight him, but they're standing back from his sword. I thought he was just doing a trick or something. That's what I thought, too. Like, until uh, Ramada tells him you broke the third commandment, like, don't fight with swords in a tavern. All right. God, I wish I could talk to the director. I got so many questions. Uh, that's when Ramada goes back and he did the thing where he broke that dude's nose. Yeah. And then he goes, he's supposed to be guarding the prince that night. And how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing. I Which read... page of the book is that on? That's another thing that I read about that that happens in the story. And then watching it the second time, I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's happening here. And then that's when, um, like, you don't even realize uh, when those guys showed up, like, and uh, when they're trying to place him under arrest, you kind of don't even realize at first that the place is like being stormed by guys. It's just somebody opens a door and there's like guys there. Yeah. and One of them has been like bashed. Yeah, and that's when they try and place him under arrest. I well, he kind of handled that well. I didn't even know yeah. he got arrested. <laughs> he kind of like played it cool and got them off their guard until he could like kill that one dude with his own spear. Well, they said, Ramada, you're under arrest, which that, that was one of the many things watching it the first time that I perked up at. Like, okay, something's happening. I understand. <laughs> I, can, I get this. I know what's going on. Was that when he was with Riva and he's like, the spears just kept on entering the frame? That was when um he like walked into the room with all the guys with spears and he was like it seemed like he those guys really liked him <laughs> like he was just being very like uh, charismatic and kind of charming and joking about it and like uh he took one of their spears and put it on his head before he like broke it and started bashing the shit out of a guy mm-hmm. that one dude pees out of his wiener and pukes at the same time yeah. That was cool. You guys got to see a guy picking and peeing with his wiener sticking out of his clothes at the same That's time. The first. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So the prince is murdered there. Mm-hmm. And Oh, and that's when he goes to um, he's taken to Reba. They just so casually mention it's a big point of this whole plot. And it's so casually mentioned in this film. They refer to Ramada as the, the poisoner of the king. Somebody says that in a line. And that was the whole thing is um reba was poisoned the king and was setting ramada up as the guy that did it all right i'll take <laughs> i'm gonna learn to speak russian 
And then maybe Spoil. give this another shot. And Reba brings the those bones, and he's like, who's this guy? And he's like, it's you. And that's when he tells him that they know that, you know, he supposedly died a long time ago, and that he's 105 years old. And it seems like um, Ramada sort of convinces Reba that that he is some kind of devil or something like maybe a god or a devil reba says that like you might be and basically it seems like um what i read this in the book is that reba sort of made an alliance with him because he feared killing him would bring retribution from whatever demonic forces he was allied with and ramada agrees to having a truce with reba just because he's not allowed to kill anybody and so, yeah, that's when you see the fucking the Holy Order, all those guys who have apparently seized the city. Aramada goes back home and then, um, the Greys like attacked his home and then the Blacks killed them, the Holy Order. And yeah, they show like all of these people who were hung and I oh, think yeah. they were putting fish scales on them. They said so, it. Yeah. To try so, the birds. so the birds would eat them. <laughs> No, jump in if you have something to say. This has just been me fucking describing. Yeah, because no one knows. None of us know what the fuck is going on. No one knows anything about this film. Like, and you watched it twice, and that's probably the only reason you can pick out stuff. That's what I'm saying, Jamie. You had something to say. (laughs) Say it. Well, after the fish head, like, okay, so they're putting the fish scales on them, so birds will come and eat, uh, peck out their eyes, which is apparently really important to them. But I was gonna bring up that uh, they were executing. Whores yes. with that giant wooden palace spiked dick. Yep. How'd you guys feel about that? It happened why? like why? Uh, That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Why do it like, that way, or why execute whores? I execute whores. They provide a pleasant service. They're it's holy the men. Holy, yeah, it's the holy order. They don't like no whores. But then Ramada, like, there's another spiked penis yes. thing <laughs> off to the side that's covered in bits of. Viscera? Yeah, and Ramada just sticks his hands all up in it and then wipes it on his face. Yeah. What What does that mean, Matt? You You seem to know what's going on there. I think that was just him. He was just fucking like he's so in this shit and he can't do anything about it. Just like, wipes it just, on your face. That's what all these people there. are suffering. They're doing all this awful shit and he's living in it. He can't leave and he can't change it. So instead of feeling like there's blood on his hands, he feels like it's on his face. He's it's it's on him already. Uh, <laughs> Might uh, as well just splatter spiritually, it on. metaphorically. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping maybe that was just tar on that thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't I'm think it was. Really glad this movie is in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no, it was uh, chocolate. It's chocolate. <laughs> chocolate sauce. Yeah. Uh, did you guys hear them mention Waga a few times? Yeah, well, who's Waga? Waga, Waga. Yeah, no. do you guys have any no. idea who this person is? Nope. That was like the master of, of, of crime. He was like the head of the crime syndicate in Arkanar. He was the Yakuza of Arkanar? He was the capo de Tutikapi. Mm. Yeah, you, you see him, he's one of the guys hanged, and he just mentions his name a couple other times. Oh, and I think well, one of the guys that was hung that he says was the brightest. I think that was the guy that he was like talking poetry with earlier. Hmm. So he frees the Baron and the Baron goes off and beats some guy's asses. 
and he seems really happy about that. And he rides off and gets fucking murdered. Immediately. Yeah. You just see his body all shot up and covered in rotten turnips. Hmm. And the narrator comes back in to tell you that that guy died. Yeah. Thank you, narrator. And then uh, he goes back to his house and finds all the stuff has happened. And Arata, the hunchback. That's the dude with one eye, right? Yes. That dude is apparently, he's like a professional revolutionary. Like, he's just constantly, like, heading rebellions. Like, he wants to overthrow the shit that is going on, uh, you know, and he thinks that he'll make everything better by doing that. Mm. Like, overthrowing the ruling class. Uh, but he just always fails and just always does it again. And that's, uh, at some point, Ramada... Uh, tells him, you know, that that's not going to do anything. Whenever you overthrow the ruling class, the people underneath step up to fill that same role, and the same shit happens. You're There'll just starting an... for sc- from scratch. And there'll be another errata yep. to fuck with him. Yep. And there's, like, kind of a very tense relationship between them. Like, they're kind of allies, but... Arata is trying to get Ramada. He's trying to encourage him to, the next day... Like, go fight the the Blacks. So, Arata Ramada means no worries, right? <laughs> Arata Ramada. <laughs> no, Jamie, uh, it's more nuanced than that. Okay, good. Thank you. Yes, translation is, there's currently not a problem. Have you watched that yet? What is that? Why have I seen that? What is that from? Oh, you're the worst. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very enlightening gasp <laughs> oh now I know what it was but yeah Ramada tells Arata that he says uh, I will not get you the throne like I can tell you that like that's what it seems like Arata wants is he wants to use Ramada to get rid of those guys and then he can step up and take over he wants to be big man on campus it's not happening man yeah and then he fucking knocks that guy out and that's when they have that conversation, actually. But uh, the the girl that Ramada may have knocked up, she got a a notice. It was like a summons that the Holy Order is handing out to everybody for different crimes to uh, to come to the. Did you guys get all that in the movie? Nope. Yeah, sure. Tower of Joy. Yeah, the everybody has to report to the Tower of Joy when they get these things to get punishment for their crimes. And she has one that he like breaks and he's like, eh, fuck that. And she like she uh she thinks she's trying to get him to go and tell them that uh she has a god's grandson in her and so maybe they won't kill her. <laughs> Matt, did you read anything more about the Tower of Joy? No. That- like, because we got nothing about it from the movie except that it's probably ironically named because it's a bad place. It seems like, yeah, a torture place because also in that scene with the king, Reba, when we first see Reba, he makes a couple of references to the Tower of Joy about, like, the barrels that, that seems like he tortures people there. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention there's a very poignant scene when... Ramada is taking the the real doctor, supposedly, is like bringing him back. When he asked the doctor, like, what would you do for a Klondike uh, bar? If, if a god <laughs> asked you for a Klondike bar, mm-hmm. <laughs> if a god asked you for advice, what would you tell him? 
And the guy like says a few different things and Ramada basically tells him like why that's stupid and won't work. And it just basically sort of lays out the fact that a god can't write things because things will just go wrong again. Everything will just stay the way it is. And he can't just leave them alone because then the same thing happens. So a god is like sort of powerless. And finally, the guy says that he would tell a god to blow them all away or let us be. Or just blow them all. I mean, come on. It's a lonely existence. It's kind of rude to say that to God. Hey, blow (laughs) us all. Come on. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah, I like that when um, the girl tells him that the guys are there from the order to get her or whatever. And he like sits up from the bed and he's like, let's cut some ears. (laughs) That was like maybe the only time I laughed. But yeah, she ends up getting fucking killed. Which they don't show. They just show like, huh, yeah. something happened. And they pan over and she's dead. And there's an arrow in the back of her head and through the front of her face. Mm. Which makes Ramada go crazy. And he's he, he says a couple of times, if there is a god, stop me from doing this. And then that leads into the confrontation with the order. And that guy, what was his name? Amida, something like that. He said it a bunch of times. Amira? Anima? Arada? No, it's a different guy. Armani? There's only three guys. I don't know. That guy says his name a bunch of times. He keeps saying, I am so-and-so in that scene. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Forgot about that guy. And it's the guy who he eventually uh, stabs through the stomach with his his helmet with the fangs. Cool helmet, by the way. Mm. So he just starts killing bitches. And they show the the guy that they've strung up on a thing who is apparently still alive, but just completely cut open in the front. Yeah. And that was a thing that a guy that he was talking poems with earlier said, um, the impotent or weak will give up before knowing where the octopus's heart is or if it has one or something like that. Mm. And then he says something like that, that he says the impotent or weak will give up before knowing where the monster's heart is, if it even has one. And he's like fucking pulling the what's left of that guy's torso apart and his beating heart is there. That's pretty gross. Eh, it's all right. All right. So then there's the fucking titular massacre, <laughs> the Arcanar massacre. And at the very end, it seems like he is one of the few people who survived the massacre in the town. And there's some people showing up, like, investigating it. And one of them is his friend Pashka from Earth, who comes and talks to him about it. And he tells Pashka that he's not going to go back to Earth with him. And Pashka is, like, trying to duel with him because he broke the shit they're supposed to do. He's like, no, fuck you. And just tells Pashka to like leave leave him alone and so Pashka leaves with his brat ass kid what's that Jamie that little shitty kid actually brought up a good point which um Matt I thought you might latch on to a little bit he was like you're just you're crazy back on earth or you're dreaming or something like you're just insane none of this is I don't know he just was like alluding to the fact that uh Ramada could just be crazy he could be in an insane asylum or a prison and just be hallucinating all of this I think you said you're in a nut house or in jail. Yeah, something like that. I actually didn't take it that way until you said that just now. That like, how do you even know that this is happening? 
I thought that uh, that that was like a threat, maybe that that's what was gonna happen to him. Oh, I didn't I, think about that. That's how I took that, but yeah, I'm not think about that other way. Well, I'll think about it the way you thought about it. Let's just trade how we think about it, and we'll get back to each other. All right. <laughs> and so then, yeah, that's the end of the movie. They just show it seems like a long time afterwards. It's snowing, and he don't got no hair, and he's wearing glasses. They mention the tobacconist from Tobacco Street again. Somebody asked about him, which is a guy mentioned a bunch of times and is yeah. said to be a wise guy, but they never show him or really say anything about what has happened, except at the end, they he asks about the tobacconist from Tobacco Street, and the guy says, no, he just left his home and never came back. And he's like, it happens. And Romano was like, yes, I've also left my home and never went back a long time ago. So then he starts playing that clarinet again, <laughs> right off in the snow. Uh, I like and, that. I finally do enjoy the kid because he said that the stomach makes his or the music makes his stomach hurt, and I was like, "Yeah, yes." <laughs> I wanted to bring that Fucking up. Taste, that seems kid. poignant. That the last lines spoken of the movie are: "There's like a man and a little girl walking, and the little girl is like, do you like this music?'" And the dad's like, "I don't know," and <laughs> she's like, "It makes my tummy hurt," and he says, "Yes." I saw that was worth mentioning that that's the last lines of the film. So, <laughs> apparently in the book, uh, when the girl is killed, um, apparently it's said in the book that Reba ordered her to be abducted and he was going to hold her hostage to get Ramada to do what he wanted, but that she was killed by the people who abducted her due to their incompetence or general shittiness or both. As I understand it, that's the whole explanation you get from the book of what happened. But there is like a fan theory that everybody likes that it was actually Arata, the hunchback, who killed her to try and get um, to try and get Ramada to act against the, the blacks. Just because it seems like Arata is the only one who has anything to benefit from her death. And in this movie, they just say that. Like, they totally spell that out when they yeah. find Arata's corpse. They say that he is the one that killed her to try and draw Ramada out against the Blacks. So, yeah, I think that sort of leads to the climax of the Arkanar massacre, which is Ramada fucking killing everybody. Like, there, everybody was already fighting each other, but I think he probably killed so many people. So what's your favorite scenes, guys? Was it the scene where the guy's shitting or the other scene with the shitting or the scene with the donkey dick that yields to the guy who's shitting or the scene where the kid takes the shit out of the dead guy's ass and puts it in the other dead guy's mouth? Which one of those <laughs> scenes was your favorite? <laughs> uh, if I had to pick one, I would say where... Uh... Ramada was asking for the advice. Yeah. I mean, that seemed like the most important scene, I guess. And it seemed powerful, even if you don't know what the fuck else is going on. Yeah, I know. Oh, one scene that really stuck out to me, which I thought really like, enjoyed the visual for, was uh, when Ramada takes the viscera, it paints it over his face, and then you see that shot of the fire, and like the, well, the, the nooses and the fire in the background. That yeah. was a really interesting shot. I really like that. Yeah, if you want to see the shot of him with the stuff, with the gore on his face, 
that I think is one of the first images that comes up if you Google hard to be a god. Jamie, favorite scene? Uh, <laughs> is nun okay? Can I can I not have one? The scene with the nun? No. No? There's nothing. I can't think of one that I'm like, oh yeah, that stands out. It's just a endless traipsing through shit and viscera and so you like that scene, the endless traipsing through the shit and viscera? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the my whole favorite. Thing. Okay. I guess I like that one where um, <laughs> Romana frees the slave that's been on a wheel since he was like three years old. He's been oh, chained yeah. to it. <laughs> and they tell him if you free him, he's just going to die. So he takes him off the wheel, he like breaks the chain with a sword, and the guy runs off all happily and then just dies. Yeah, like some birds fly out at him yeah. and he like, ah! He got starts running back and then he just like doubles over. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck was going on there. <laughs> and Armada looks at the camera and is like, yeah. <laughs> Oh well. Which that leads me to a question. What's that? Like, is the camera, should we consider the camera another character that we're not seeing? No, because yeah, no. a lot of times, sometimes that makes a lot sense, of times there is the voice off. Always. There seems to be a voice off screen, and I, I almost feel as if it is the perspective of that of the camera asking the question or saying the thing. Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think it is either. <laughs> I don't. It feels like it makes sense to me. Like when you're watching it, I don't know. It feels like it makes sense. I just don't know how to describe why. Yeah. It, I mean, they keep recognizing and interacting with the camera, so they're yeah, giving it some too. sort of consciousness. Like, why else would you play up the camera? Right. Maybe they just like the way that that happened in the office, and he, he just thought he'd throw <laughs> it in there. <laughs> oh, another thing, uh, the, the, how it's changed in the book, or from the book. At the end of the book, he like goes to kill Reba, I think. But the Earthlings find out that all this stuff is going down. So they basically just gas the entire city and everybody falls asleep. And then they go like until they find him and then they just take him back to Earth. Whereas in this one, he refuses to go back to Earth and I guess lives out the rest of his days as Don Ramada. Don Ramada in. Which I like. Don Ramada in Arcanar. Get a little Arcanar. Also, the book starts with the three of the scientists as kids, like playing back on Earth. And then at one point, there's a road that says you can't. It's a one way street that you can't go past this way. And Anton, who becomes Don Ramada, disregards this and goes. And then he comes back and he says that he found the skeleton of a fascist chained to a machine gun. And then somebody at the end when they're back on earth talking about him and how he's kind of weird now and doesn't talk much they say that they keep thinking about that and that it seems poignant somehow and the other person's like why and he's like i don't know (laughs) thinking about that (laughs) what was my favorite scene you asked i did i don't know probably the donkey dick i guess (laughs) i like (laughs) i like when um I liked when Ramada fought those guys. They just all they were there to arrest him and he just goes in as like very jovial and he's like just kind of talking and making jokes and it seems like they all love him. Like he's completely running that room of the guys who are there to take him. I don't know. And I really liked the last scene 
don't know. That's fucking stuck with me. It's kind of haunting somehow. I can see that. Maybe it's just because it's the only one without a bunch of horrible, gross things in it. Mm. Only seeing it is- not covered in shit. And he's what's with the glasses? Has he actually made a difference and they're not killing the scholars anymore? Well, somebody makes a reference at some point. They say something about glass that lets lets people who can't see, it lets them see, and mm-hmm. those who can see to approach the stars. Hmm. I don't know. know. Want to know what's going on in that world? I, I read um, like Wikipedia's description of the movie. It says it's several months later. I got the impression it was a lot later than that. Yeah, like years. Yeah, just because he's wearing glasses and he has no hair. And it takes a lot longer for your hair to grow again. Also, at the end, when they put the hat on him, uh, I thought he kind of looked like Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting that impression, too, at the end. I was like, hey, Louis, what's up? All right, so what do you guys think of this movie? <laughs> Any Anybody have anything else you want to say about it? I like nope. to refer to this movie in my head as the Russian idiocracy. Because, you know... <laughs> No smart people. This is what happens. It's a, it's a cautionary tale. Three, two. Hey, this is editor TJ cutting in. Um, a lot of times when I'm editing, I will have additional insight into the movie, which kind of pisses me off because we usually have talked all around whatever the thing is that I've realized. But for whatever reason, it just didn't click for me until later. I usually just let it slide, but this time it felt really important, which probably means that I went too deep into this movie. But here goes. I think the camera's POV in this film can totally be regarded as a god's perspective. Um, I thought of that early on when I was trying to figure out why the fuck people were interacting with the camera like they are in this movie, but I immediately dismissed it and... I'm not exactly sure why. I think maybe I thought it was too simple an explanation or too lame. Like, I felt like I was reducing something strange and powerful in my head to a gimmicky storytelling device. But the brilliant thing about it, if you look at the film that way, is how objective and detached our point of view is. Like, the the movie gives pretty much the same attention to people as it gives to other animals, or objects, or crud on the floor. Nothing is played for drama. As Jamie pointed out, there's no score. The fight scenes, the poignant scenes, the sex, the death are all treated exactly the same way. The same as every other boring, unimportant thing in the movie. Somebody in this movie murders a king and usurps his throne and it's given the same weight as a big fucking donkey dick or somebody playing in shit and the shit you guys all the gross stuff in this movie makes so much sense like we tend to as polite ladies and gentlemen we tend to compartmentalize and shield each other and ourselves from all our bathroom times But to an omniscient being, that shit is constant and just as significant a part of life as any other of the dumb things we do. And the story. Um, 
pretty much every important point in the story is in the movie in some way or another. It's just scattered amongst a plethora of other unimportant nonsense that, you know, we, we just don't know what things we're supposed to listen to. And the movie doesn't care. As we've shown, if this podcast is any indication, unless you already know the story of the Arkanar massacre going into it, you're not going to know what the fuck is going on in this movie in terms of what's happening in the world. And I don't think a god would see the world in those terms. I think a god would view the world simply as it is, not through the shared narrative of these lesser beings. And Don Ramada, Anton, must share that. Like, he must feel that kind of godly detachment every day just because he he's on this shitty planet surrounded by people who he feels compassion for, but he also feels that they're beneath him and he's kind of unable to improve their station in life. He can't really do anything to make the world better. I don't know. I just think it's amazing looking at it that way. I'm going to watch this movie again. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to mention Jamie brought up the kid at the end says the line about you're in a nut house on Earth or in jail. And maybe that is literally like this is all a dream or the delusional world inside a crazy person's mind. And I don't know. It could be. I don't I don't care. I did want to say if it is that, though, I would like to think that everything up to the point where Don Ramada starts killing people was real. That all actually happened. Uh, but then they gassed him like they did in the book. And then the rest of the, the, the whole end of the movie, him living out the rest of his life as Don Ramada, is either a gas-induced dream or hallucination or, you know, just his crazy mind that broke after they forcibly took him back to Earth. Man, I got a lot more to say about this movie, but I will not do that to you. So, back to you, podcast. Mm. All right. Uh, Kevin, why the fuck did you pick this movie? Yeah, actually, Kevin, really? <laughs> what made you pick this? I'm really um, glad remember. that you did, but it's just still baffling me that, like, why you did. I don't remember how I found it, but just reading the story about how he, you know, spent the last 10 years of his life making this and how he'd been trying to make it for even longer. I think they said he started in the 60s wanting to make a, a film version. And then the, the plot seemed so out there that it, it just captured my imagination. And I, uh, I don't know. I just kept thinking about it. I'm like, I'm gonna have to see this goddamn movie eventually. <laughs> and then you guys forced me to pick it. Yep, I knew that was gonna come. When I wanted to, when I wanted to watch cartoon bunny rabbits, but no, we wanted um, to watch Watership Down. We said that yeah. sounded great. All right, Watership Down. Let's go. Wait, no, Jamie gets to pick. <laughs> you don't get to oh, pick then. Uh, Are I'm you gonna... ready, Jamie? I mean, well, you can go to Matt if you. Yeah, I was going to give Matt this one. Cause... I think we're skipping something. Yeah, we need to talk about what we've been watching. I gotta go pee. Well, I mean, yeah. like, I'm just okay. saying, like, for... Yeah, in general, I'm going to let Matt take this one. Oh, Jamie, do you have your movie picked? 
God damn, go pee. Bye bye bye. Yeah, what was I up with that scene that. with the the kid taking poop out of the guy's butt and shoving it into the other guy's mouth? Yeah, that was weird. That's mm. just a medieval kid thing. I have this. That guy has a poop butt. I'm gonna put this in his mouth. <laughs> That's so far down the list of gross things. It just was like weird. I mean, I'm used to gross shit. I watch trauma films and horror movies in general all the time. Like, it takes a bit for me to get grossed out. Mm. Those are fake, though. This was real. This actually happened. No, see, this is so much more fake because people kept on looking in the camera. Like, I was so far removed from, like, it making, like, feeling anywhere near real because of that. I didn't, I didn't get that. I, it, it was bizarre, but at the same time, it it's like Matt said, it, it makes sense, but I'm not sure why. Uh, that whole thing really took me out of the film. The whole, the fact that they're looking at the camera all the time, and that shit keeps on going in front of the camera, it really took takes me out of like anything be- seeming like draw me into the world. And that was a big thing for me. Like that, I think that's why I didn't like this movie very much, honestly, because there were some really beautiful scenes, but like I, a lot of shit just didn't make sense. It bored me a lot of the time, and just bugged the hell out of me with, <laughs> a lot of the time with that shit. I'm glad Matt boned up on it, so. Or we just all be here scratching our heads. <laughs> all right, final thoughts on history of the Arkanar massacre, which, by the way, uh, Jay was talking about how the name was changed. It seemed like that was they changed it to that a long time ago, and then changed it back to "Hard to Be a God," which the title "History of the Arkanar Massacre" makes it seem like this is a document of some type. Well, I was just saying this actually happened. It was a real thing. I mean, as far as the how, how you're viewing everything, like how people are looking at you, looking into the camera and addressing it, mm. it's like all almost makes it seem like this is supposed to be like footage. You know, I, I just thought of that as you were saying it, and that that makes you it thought seem of it like, as I was saying it. Yeah, like as the words were coming out of your mouth, the thoughts <laughs> formed in my brain. I'm glad you and, had uh... that insight. <laughs> It might have actually been a little bit uh, sooner. Of understanding the words that I was saying. <laughs> what they mean. <laughs> but I, I had that thought early on when people first started looking in. I'm like, is this supposed to be a camera? But it doesn't seem like it is. Pretty weird. I don't know. You think anybody who listens to this is going to actually try and watch the movie? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. If you say that it's three hours long and... In black and white with subtitles, probably not. Oh shit! Did we forget to say all of that? I think we did. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we did. We we mentioned the black and white. Say it now, Kevin. I might put it in there. Hey, did you guys know that this movie? What? Is in black and white, right? I know. And <laughs> oh. uh, and it's got subtitles and what else? Oh, it's terribly gross. It's Russian. Hey, there was there was something else. Oh, Russian. Three hours uh, long. Three hours long. Oh, yeah, it's really long. Yeah. Well, I feel like this episode, the movie discussion part of it, is going to be a lot uh, not fun. <laughs> not, a, not a fun episode. It's so, just you like this just, me. Just me explaining what happened yeah. <laughs> that is sort of impenetrable from just watching the movie. Well, uh, look at it this way. There is a now a companion to this movie that people can <laughs> listen to. If they should they choose to watch it and be like, oh, okay. 
Well, I looked up some reviews of it, and it seems like for the most part, reviewers don't know how to talk about it either. They just talk about how it's how they loved it, and it was really gross, and they don't know how to talk about it. Well, the one one thing I did read today was apparently the uh, urban legend I mentioned about um, uh, Martin Scorsese standing up <laughs> during the uh, screening of one of his other movies and shouting, this movie's so brilliant, even I don't know what... Uh, Yes. <laughs> what it's about. Apparently, he actually did like lobby for it to win the um, can. Yeah, and but he couldn't explain it. <laughs> he couldn't explain the movie, so they're like, no. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the movie that I believe he was supposed to have said that uh, 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 Scorsese, mm-hmm. Marty Scorsese, was Krustelyov uh, my car. <laughs> Exclamation point. Yes. <laughs> Which I really wanted to try and find that. I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. You can order it on DVD. I really oh, want to we got to do that. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Matt. Yay! <laughs> Wait, I don't know if I like it yet or not. It's the thought that counts, you son of a bitch. Uh, and the thought is I want to come over and watch it. Apparently, Alexei German's name is pronounced German. Yeah, Have I been Ger- saying German the whole time? It's German. Here, let me... Let me say it now so I can replace this anytime I said his name. <laughs> Quit laughing. German. German. I was going to correct you, but I don't want to seem like an asshole. Well, you, you like failed. That. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's apparently there's a documentary that came out before this movie about the making of the movie. You know, what? like. I think the documentary was made before people actually knew if the movie was going to be released or not called Playback. I think it's called. And I fucking couldn't find that anywhere either. I could just find descriptions of it, but I I couldn't find anywhere to watch. Dude, we're going to have to go to Russia. (laughs) Tweet Edward Snowden. No. Come on. I want to get NSA on. He likes telling stuff. I already said donkey dick a bunch of times in this episode. I wouldn't say a bunch of times. I mean, no more than usual. And we mentioned murdering whores. Oh, yeah. I read also that the screenplay for this, their screenplay was written, I think, in 68. But that it kind of too closely echoed shit that the Soviets were doing at that time. So they weren't allowed to produce it. The Soviets had some weird stuff going on, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, they did. Jamie, what have you been watching lately? I actually watched movies lately. Or I tried to watch a few. There's... Let me see. Give me like five minutes. Somebody else go. Kevin, what have you been watching lately? I watched a bunch of television. I watched uh, Jessica Jones. I have not finished it. I have not finished anything that I've started, actually. Um, not just talking about watching shows. You just yeah, in I'm general not finishing haven't that either. finished anything. Um... But... <laughs> I've, I'm like 10 episodes in, and I don't know how many there are. I assume 12. Um, I think there's 13. 13, okay. 13 I think. But I've, I think it's pretty impressive, actually. It's uh, um, very well done. I watched the first couple episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh, so yeah. Good. Stars had a free weekend this weekend, so I watched all the episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead that are so far. If you like Bruce Campbell, you can't go wrong. Dude's... That show Uh wouldn't be half as good if it weren't for him. I tried to watch Blunt Talk based on 
my recommendation. Matt's recommendation. Yeah. I really should have gone first. <laughs> Why? Since you're covering the only things I have that I've been watching lately. Well, add throw in. Um, because I only could watch the first episode, but I I love the first episode. Yeah, um, I watched almost the whole thing in one day. I love that I, show. I, so I seriously think that Patrick Stewart can make anything he says funny. Anything. I love the, I love that funny. character. Yeah. And oh, I love his reactions. <laughs> like his just facial reactions to things yeah. are so wonderful. Um, can I talk about the thing that happens in the first episode? The the interview? <laughs> oh, sure. Why not? Uh, he interviews himself. Because of the it's... shit that happens that causes a scandal. And he convinces them to let him go on. <laughs> and he's going to interview himself about it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. And um, he pre-tapes the questions and his yeah. <laughs> reactions to <laughs> answers. Quit making him say what? Or, <laughs> wait, why? And I started watching a show called Unreal. It is um, a Lifetime show. And it is about, like, the real. making. No, it's for real. I saw it. I seen it. Um, it is, like, the making of a Bachelor-type show called Everlasting. And it's, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. And uh, it's really good. It's uh, shockingly good. It stars uh, Sherry Appleby, who is, like, super adorable. Yeah, I would recommend it. Jamie, Kevin talked long enough. What is your... Talked a long time. What things have you been watching now? Okay. I actually was looking at my recently viewed on Netflix, and I only made it through one movie. Because I just started watching things to see whether or not they were worth it, and a lot of them weren't. There is a animation compilation called Genius Party that I got, like, maybe two stories into before it was just, like... Why am I doing this to myself? There was a movie called The Discoverers. Have, has, have you guys seen that? Nope. No. Uh, it's about the, this guy that's writing a historical book and some stuff happens and he's got his kids with him. And that's about as far as I got. It was really, really slow. And then, man, I do not have positive reviews of any of this stuff. I apologize. <laughs> I watched the whole way through a movie called The Midnight Swim. Anybody seen it? Nope. Oh. No. No. Uh, it wanted to be really intellectual, and uh, I felt like it was just trying very, very hard to do something that it couldn't do. Like, the big twist at the end was supposed to be just amazing, and I don't know. It tried, but it's about uh, these daughters that go to stay at their mother's house after she drowns in the lake. A lake that's said to have supernatural properties to it. Well, like Pet cemetery. <laughs> No. <laughs> pet Lake, where you go to drown your pets. Yeah, you go drown your pets at Pet, pet Lake, and they come back, and they're wet and mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Sometimes wet is better. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. No, nothing that I would recommend watching, but I, I made an effort to not watch just Korean dramas recently. And I also watched some Korean dramas. What Korean That's dramas all. have you been watching? Uh, <laughs> I moved on to You're Beautiful, which is okay. It, it, like, I don't know why I never thought about it when I know they're called Korean dramas. They're basically soap operas. And if you're into that, go for it. Okay. Yep. Who are we missing? Who didn't say anything? Logan? Oh, I have watched a show called Seven Deadly Sins, which is an anime on Netflix. It's alright. It's not great. Isn't that a Netflix original? 
Uh, yeah. But like, manga. yeah. But I think the Netflix originals for those are just like, oh yeah, we paid to have this translated. Gotcha. Because they did something with that, like that with uh, Knights of Sedona. Yeah, it was an alright show. I mean, not the best. Very anime. Mm-hmm. Is that all you've been watching? Well, yeah, I watched that in Hard to Be a God. Hard to Be a God's like three hours long. I just watched all my mm-hmm. other shows that I normally watch, which is Ash vs. Evil Dead, One Punch Man, and Gundam, whatever the new Gundam thing is. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I've been watching. So, Matt, did you say all that you've been watching? Um, Ash vs. Evil Dead is great. You know if you want to watch that or not. Blunt Talk is Jonathan Ames's new series. If you liked Bored to Death, you will like Blunt Talk. If you don't know if you like Bored to Death or not, go fucking watch Bored to Death. What are you doing? <laughs> and if you didn't like Bored to Death, then I don't know what to tell you. Watch Blunt Talk. See if you like that. All right. Good job, everybody. We did it. Give yourself all, right. all a gold star. All the stars are mine. Logan, share the fucking stars. <laughs> How many stars can I have, Logan? You can have all the stars. Oh, no, the stars are mine. Matt? Yeah, all did the stars. Did it, Aram? You can have Woo. all the stars, so I'll keep the stars. All the stars? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we're at the point. <laughs> hey, Jamie, pick that movie or whatever. Uh, I passed Matt. Hey, Matt, pick that movie or whatever. What? I'm not ready. Jamie surprised me with this. Okay, hey, uh, I'll pick ahead. one. Wait, what did you say? Hey, Matt, pick that movie or whatever. All right. Now it's time for me to pick a movie that I am super ready to pick. And here we go. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick a movie now. And... That movie is this one that I'm picking is... All right, and now we continue. Indecipherable December with another black and white movie. It doesn't make sense. But this was a comedy, so maybe you'll like it more. Uh, The American Astronaut by Corey Maccabee. How can we watch this movie? You can watch it on Hulu or Amazon Prime. Okay. The American Astronauts. Okay. Let's what? watch that. American Astronaut. American right. Astronaut. Okay. It's a deal. Next week. It's a deal breaker. Oh, it's kind of like a space travel December thing. That's true. You know? All right. So everybody, for the rest of December, you have to pick black and white sci-fi movies. <laughs> 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 Man, I really hope that Dylan comes on to talk about this movie. What, Hard to Be a God? No, American Astronaut. I hope Dylan shows up in the last minute of recording. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, so good night, everyone. Night. 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 Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of the Movie Cliff Notes Show. You can follow us on Twitter at Hlutatmau, and you can email us at Hlutatmau at gmail, H-L-T-A-T-M-O-W, and keep listening. And one more thing about this movie. Um, I kept thinking about the tobacconist from Tobacco Street. There's not a tobacconist from Tobacco Street mentioned in the novel, but it does mention an alchemist from Klempner Street named Kuhn.
Don Ramada meets a man named Kuhn on the road. And this is the first person that you see from Arkanar in the book. Um, they have a conversation and Kuhn ends up running off because he's evading guards. And the whole interaction just ends with Don Ramada lamenting, what was the good of the whole conversation? It's always the same thing over and over again. A guarded exchange of ambiguous remarks. Week after week, you waste your energy on stupid chatter with any number of morons. But if you're lucky enough to meet some real person, he walks away without ever knowing whether he encountered a friend or a vain fop. And you really don't know what his deal is either. So. Bye. You shitty eating asshole. But <laughs> are you still talking about this movie? <sighs> shitty, like an asshole that eats shit. That's weird. I know. That's, that's what I'm usually saying. What assholes usually, usually assholes spit out shit. They don't yeah, they shit. do the opposite. That's what I'm saying. Kevin's weird. The opposite. Opposite. Exactly. God. <laughs> Uh, I was accidentally recording that. Let me delete that. History. That was so good on a loop. <laughs> Just that and slide whistle. I hope the slide whistle bit takes off. Say it one more time. Laugh. I hope the slide whistle bit takes off. Say it one more time, but like it's a I natural never thing. Say that again. Never. Damn it. I recorded all of that, but my five minutes ended right before you said, I hope the slide whistle bit takes off. Your five minutes? Yeah. He's a trial, so it only lasts five minutes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are you recording now? Yeah. Man, I really hope this slide whistle bit. <laughs> it's forced, Kevin. It's forced. Man, I really. Shatner? <laughs> hey, I got a shit pun for that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that bit takes off too. There's a shit button for that. Alright, good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night.